The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Bing! Take that to the bank. L.B. Those are the only letters that matter because the Saints are hemorrhaging linebackers. Kevin's going to get his horse down. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. Uh, it's sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court in Baton Rouge. They have 136 draft beers. I need them all because I am under the weather and fading by the second. Uh, the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, they support us, so you should support them. All right. We uh, should actually – we should uh, we should approach the Pelican House about having three liter beers. We I should. I had, a, I had a wonderful birthday dinner Sunday. My wife took me to the number one German restaurant in America, or so they claim, and I had schnitzel and three spicy cheese sausages and an Austrian potato salad and a liter of fucking beer. And it's not even their biggest size, Andrew. They have a three-liter boot that you can get. Mm. So, uh, enough about do, my thirty. Do they call it? Do they call it Das Boot? <laughs> they they absolutely do, Kevin. They call it. Yeah, I, I think they I think they call it the Murph. <laughs> the Murph. Oh dear God. With Saints <laughs> with Saints news coming out of the ass, we go right off the rails. I'm gonna try to get <laughs> us back on. Um, the Saints. They released Lance Moore, and in a pretty <laughs> stunning move, Andrew, they, they, they haven't cut Darren Spoles. They're going to trade him, apparently, according to Pro Football Talk. Um, how Florio's is, never wrong. Florio is never wrong, except like 80% of the time. Uh, Andrew, how surprised were you that they are moving on from Darren Sproles? Well, before I answer that question real quick, I found it interesting that um, that it was basically thrown out there in the ether that the Saints were going to release him, but they were surprised. They got so much interest that they didn't expect in Darren Sproles that they're now going to trade him. That almost feels like they're throwing some. The Saints are throwing some information out there to kind of force other teams to maybe give up more than they want to. I mean, it, it almost sounds like a negotiation ploy by the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, anyway, I was shocked about Sproles. Um, you know, I think um, he, he's just been such a big part of the offense, such an exciting player. Um, based on what he was making, I mean, he, he wasn't so expensive. You know, I mean, he had a, a manageable salary, I thought. And uh, from a production standpoint, um, not only was he big to the passing game, he was big to special teams and he had a very big role with the team. And, you know, he faded towards the end of last year, but. I feel like even when he's not making huge plays, just his mere presence on the field and the mere fact that he's in the game um, kind of has, from an X's and O's standpoint, an advantage for the offense. It helps guys around him be better. So 
defense has to account for him and has to know where he is at all times. So um, that that was a big surprise to me, um, very big. Um, look, with Lance Moore, the writing was on the wall. I mean, I think we all saw that coming. We all knew that his production was down, his uh, contract. I mean, the Saints are up against the cap. His contract was too big. Um, based on, you know, what, and look, I, I agree with your article, by the way, Ralph, I don't know if people have read it yet, but, um, Ralph wrote a great article. Yeah. The rare week. off season column by me. Yeah. Which was great. I mean, I agree. Ba- basically the, the central point was that, um, the Saints didn't release these guys cause they couldn't afford them. They released them because they basically making the point that the Saints, if they want to keep a guy, they'll find a way. Um, and they let these guys go simply because they're moving on. And yeah. uh, I, I think that's astute and I agree. Um, but yeah, I just think Lance Moore is kind of, he's kind of faded, has, hasn't maintained the level that he was the years prior. So, uh, so he's a goner. Yeah. I just think with, with, like you said, if they, if they want to keep a guy, they keep a guy. The only thing more ridiculous is that they're not cutting these guys cause they need to make room for Jimmy Graham or they're not making room for anybody. Look, Jimmy Graham's going to get what Jimmy Graham's going to get. And, and, the way Loomis is going to play it is like he played the Drew Brees thing. He's going to do all his offseason moves. They're going to sign free agents. They're going to do everything they want to do, and they're going to do Jimmy Graham last. But, Kevin, the main thing I think that fan, that why fans were so upset and the Saints finally got a – some some Saints fan, I don't know who it was, so I can't give him credit. They did a Hitler video of <laughs> Sproles and Lance Moore getting cut. Um, which I think it's the first ever uh, Hitler video on YouTube. Just type in Hitler reacts to Darren Sproles, and it's fantastic. Um, so, but Kevin, as far as the fun meter, Sproles and Lance Moore have to be. Well, Kevin just dropped off. <laughs> uh, uh, but Andrew, uh, you know, Sproles and Lance Moore, and on the. Uh, on the uh, on the fun meter, they they are they're off the charts. I mean, um, let me see if I can get uh, if I can get if I can find there he is. There's Kevin Hill. Let me uh, let me add him back to the call. As uh, actually, nope, that's the just just as I said in the uh, in the in the pregame show, Andrew. <laughs> in the pre, I said I was like I was like, yep. There he is. There's Held. All right. Held Lance Moore, where does he rank? Not all time in Saints history as far as best or whatever, but where does he rank in the most fun Saints player to have? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I am going to put him like I'm obviously my own personal bias is to say is to say he's below Shockey, but the reality is is that Shockey's best days were best uh, best entertaining days were with the Giants. And, you know, him in New Orleans, he didn't do nearly enough awesome, uh, insane shit to warrant uh, as much love and affection as I gave him. Um, but so. So, yeah, I'm going to put him ahead of uh, Jeremy Shockey. I'm going to put him uh, I, I will put him slightly below my caricature of uh, Thomas Morstead. Yeah. And I will put him up. Uh, Below Joe Horn. Yeah, Joe Horn is Joe Horn was fantastic. Junior Gallette is really fun, but because he's kind of yeah, insane. I mean, I, I, but 
Yeah, but I think the th- but uh, Joe the, the reason Joe Horn gets the nod is just he had the longevity. And uh, yeah, I mean I'm a huge honk for uh, for longevity. Like I think if Lance Moore would have been here a little longer, he'd he'd have taken it because really, uh, Mick uh, Crinkleberry. <laughs> but that's which, which, yeah. I, I mean, Crinkleberry is probably that should be celebrations of all time. It really should. Yeah, Kevin, you sound like you're from. You sound like you're. Chad John. You sound like you're in a Burger King. He's got the burger. Wait. There you go. No, 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 no. I'm getting out of my car. I'm pulling in ah, front of my house. Ah, there you go. And I'm having to put. I'm having to put the club on because I, I live in a. Uh, I live in a how do you say, uh, larcenous neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew, the the McCringleberry, as far as Saints all-time favorite touchdown celebrations. I think I enjoyed it more than Joe Horns. Oh, absolutely. I didn't even know the original skit. I had to look it up afterwards and check it out. But I, I remember, actually, if you, if you were to ask me in, in history, like I can't even think of that many good celebrations. Um, but I remember when Keith Poole and his teammates, you remember when they were jumping over each other, like jumping sheep? Yeah. Um, that was the worst. That was the worst touchdown celebration. I remember Keith Poole doing that and being like, this is awful. Make it stop. Um, Mark Ingram always has awful touchdown celebrations, and so does Jed Collins. He has some pretty bad ones. But, um, yeah, Hingle McCrinkleberry, I mean, that was just – that can't cannot be topped. And the cell phone thing was pretty good, but, I mean, it's just not in the same league. That was a com- complete reenactment of a skit. And then Kenny Stills comes in with the flag. I mean, it was epic. Yeah, and he gets and he gets a real flag. So, <laughs> and he also did as Kevin, uh, as Kevin probably remember, he did a fantastic underrated celebration when the Saints went to England. Oh no, no, I knew I I knew where you were going immediately. He got a flag for that too. Yeah, but you well, know what? what? I can't even remember. Oh, remind me. So so he scores in fucking Wembley Stadium against the Chargers, and he does a glorious double-knee slide in the end zone like it, like a soccer player does it, on the pitch. But, it, it, like, he went, like, a good five, six yards the on pylon. his knees. Yeah, it was great. Oh, nice. It was great. It's everything you want, like, in a soccer football celebration. Uh, I remember him doing the Gangnam-style dance, too, for a touchdown. Oh yeah, that's pretty I mean, funny. It, it, he's just—he's just one of the great. And I, I think probably that's why fans fans freak out. I mean, when when Jari Evans finally leaves the Saints, hopefully he stays at a high level for two, three more years or whatever. But when he leaves, fans aren't going to freak out. But offensive players that score touchdowns when they leave, fans always freak out, especially with Sproles because there's this there's this sense, Andrew, that he's still got something left how much in your opinion has he declined i feel like comparing him to 2011 is not fair because that's just a mount rushmore season for the saints so how how much has his decline been the last two years and especially in 2013 well i think he faded a little bit this year due to injury i mean i think i can't remember i think it was the ankle i think he kind of rolled his ankle and then he was never really the same for the rest of the season this year but prior to that, I mean, I don't know if you remember, he had that, I think it was against Arizona, he had that eight-catch, 100-yard performance at halftime. 
I mean, literally, they just they couldn't do anything to stop him. So um, I think he's still lightning fast. I think, I mean, he's got the best set of hands for a running back I've maybe ever seen. I mean, besides Pierre Thomas, uh, funny, funny enough, the Saints have two of them. But, um, I mean, just a great, pure pass catcher. He can get Fair- he can contort his body in ways that are just not – it shouldn't be – like he made a catch against Atlanta at a key moment of the game where it was on the sideline. He caught it and like pirouetted. To, pirouetted, stayed in bounds, and got like 15 more yards. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. – what he can do is ridiculous. And he's – I mean it's just I – mean, even, even running the football, Ralph, I mean first of all, he can cut on a dime. So you know, I don't care what his 40 time is. I'm sure his 40 time is really good. But when you watch him play football, his ability to just change direction, um, not everybody that has a a fast 40 speed can just cut like that. And he's so decisive with his cuts once he does it and turns up field. um, It's really like he shot out of a cannon, which is fun fun to watch. But even when he's running up the middle, he's a very effective uh, in-between-the-tackles runner because he's so small and he's able to set his blockers up really well. Um, to kind of hide himself, and it's hard for defenders to find him. So, I mean, it, it's um, he he just has a really unique element to his game, um, which I think is what makes him so fun. It, it, they're not players like him are not a dime a dozen. I mean, he's really a one of a kind. Kevin, since the Saints apparently are going to trade him and not release him, what's more important that he's not in the NFC or that the Saints get maximum value? Maximum value. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree with that to it to an extent. I mean, you well. First of all, Ivory and um, they traded someone else. They traded another back. Oh, Reggie Bush. Um, they traded both of them to AC, AFC teams. So um, I think they'll probably go that route again and send them to the next conference. They don't, they don't want Sproles. Um, in their holes. Can you get a four yeah. for Sproles? A four I was, round thinking, I was thinking that. I, for some reason, I was thinking four. Can you I don't a, think so. Not for a 30-year-old running back that's one-dimensional. Well, not one-dimensional, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but, he's not an every-down player. I, I think they'll get a six-round pick. Yeah. So. Fucking San Francisco gave up two picks for Blaine Gabbert today. Yeah, what were those picks? Do you know? One of them was a six. A six and a seven, but it's playing Gabbert. They should have got a dozen Shipley's donuts is what they should have got. <laughs> it's true. Um, so now the really fun part of the show as the Saints. Um, I love there it. Like, is. As, as I think Kevin's washing his hands. Um, uh, no, no, no. I'm actually washing strawberries. Um, oh, you didn't I went to the grocery. I went. Well, I went to the grocery store last night with uh, my girlfriend and she is. Uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa! Breaking news! Play the music! Girlfriend! Yeah. You're going to have to stop that story and run with that second part. Uh, did you get a like... hit, hit pause on the story and, and fill yeah. us in on this, uh, this no, well, new well, official Well, this had kind of been official commitment. for a couple of weeks. This All right. kind of official for a couple of weeks. She... This this happened around Valentine's Day. She gave me, you know, like she like I, I got her a gift. She got me something, but at the same time, she really like surprised me. She a, a while back, she'd asked me what my favorite candy bar was, and I I fucking don't eat candy bars really anymore. And I told her, well, I like Three Musketeers as a kid, and she had this big old like 
collection of uh, ten Three Musketeers bars, like in a full package. And I was like, oh, that's adorable. And she made me a Valentine's Day card. Oh, wow. She made me a Valentine's Day card. And like, so arts, just, like, like full-on arts and crafts kind of shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, and so we just talked, you know, and uh, we're just kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I, obviously my uh, my situation uh, being what it is, it felt odd to to, to think we were going to go there. But at the same time, I was like, look, I'm dating you. I'm not dating anybody else. I'm not interested in looking to be dating anybody else. So she made you a Valentine's Day card. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ. That, I mean, if that doesn't show if that doesn't show somebody cares about you. So basically, Kevin, you're you're one of those free agents that hits the market um, and signs on the first day of free agency. I don't know if I would say signs on the first day of free agency. Definitely first week. Yeah, first week. I mean, like, like you know, like the first team that he you know went and saw, he really liked, and then a couple of other people called his agent, <laughs> pulled some shit over, and was just like, eh, I don't feel like flying out for those visits. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna sign with these guys. That first offer was pretty good. Yeah. Right. Right. I think I better take this offer before it disappears. Exactly. <laughs> She made you a Valentine's Day card. That, that doesn't say she's a keeper. I don't know what does. Right. I didn't um, get a Valentine's Day card for my wife. Yeah. Well, she also got me three Musketeers bars, yeah. and then, and then I didn't so, get three Musketeers bars for my wife. Exactly. And so, so we're at the grocery store, and so she's <laughs> trying to help me uh, lose a little bit of the dough around the middle and uh, get get back into better shape, and she's. Kind of telling me what I should and shouldn't be eating. She's not barking orders, but at the same time, she's saying, "Kevin, you really ought to just be looking. You really need to be looking at the labels on things." I mean, and she's like, she's pulling stuff up and saying, "Look, you see this? This is bad." Like, you're like, what? What do you? What do you mean? What do you mean? Six McRibs is a bad idea, right? Oh no, no, no. It's it's like she's pulling out Cheerios. Like I love Cheerios, and she's like, "Yeah, you, you, Cheerios is bad. Cheerios has this and this and this in it." Really, Cheerios bad for you? I didn't know. Yeah, apparently it's got like soy and like some other stuff. Oh, apparently, man. soy is bad for you. We yeah. live in the United States; everything is bad for you. Yeah. Probably, yeah. So she got me to she got me to buy almond milk, and I gotta be honest, the almond milk is not that bad. No, the almond milk is soy. Do, do you get the sweetened or unsweetened almond milk? I think I got the sweetened almond milk. Yeah, vanilla or non-vanilla? Vanilla. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's that stuff solid. All yeah. Right. This is the greatest Saints podcast of all it time. It is. It is. It's, we 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 we. But you know what? People that listen to this podcast, they know we go off the rails. And right. Probably, and, when are these mother? If the people that hate us and are like, "Oh, this is a Saints podcast. It's free. First day of free agency. I want to check it out." They're like, "What the fuck are these assholes talking about? <laughs> Breaking news. Kevin's got a girlfriend. When are they going to get to Jarius Bird?" Did right you just pronounce that right? But the rest right. of the people that listen to us are like, this is awesome. Kevin's finally dating again. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, yeah. right after I'm done eating my strawberries with stevia. Yeah. Well, let's be and honest. Uh, really the, what flavor almond milk Kevin drinks is <laughs> more pertinent to the Saints season than Jer- signing Jairus Bird. I don't know, Andrew. You said when, Higher held. when we laid out the dream scenario, you were like, Jairus Bird, no, 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 that's completely insane. Brent Grimes. And yeah. Scenario one, Andrew, it's 
I'd say it's. I'll be slightly surprised if they don't sign him. Saints bringing a Saints bringing a guy for a visit that they really want. They don't leave the building without signing the contract. It's very very rare. Yeah, and then Loomis paid there, I agree. And um, I mean, how many times have I told you, Ralph, that the Saints needed this back end playmaker? Um, and since Sharper, they haven't really had one since he who shall not be named <laughs> Baltimore. Um, but no, I, I, I've been waiting for this. And Keenan Lewis, as great of a player as he is, and he is a very good cover corner, um, he's not the type of guy I think that's going to put up double-digit interceptions. In fact, while he had four last year, um, which is a good number for him, I think he only had one in his entire career up to that if he'd, point. If so. he'd have had the year that he had last year, Keenan Lewis, if he'd had four interceptions the year before the Saints signed him, he wouldn't have been in the Saints' price range. Oh, no, he would have been double, yeah. So um, anyway, I, I just think Jairus Bird is the ball hawk that the Saints need. I mean, to, to get him would be unbelievable. And when you look at the pass rush that they have now with Cameron Jordan and Junior Gallet and the scheme they have with Rob Ryan, they're kind of firing on all, all cylinders anyway. And all of a sudden you put a three-time Pro Bowler elite free safety, arguably the best free safety in the game, certainly one of the best, still young, still in his prime. Um, that is a game-changer defensively for the Saints. That that almost helps absorb any sort of decline or um, you know shift in the offense. You know, We saw them drop off a bit last year, and you start to wonder if maybe it's going to be a little worse if they lose Streif and they've lost Darren Sproles. And, you know, is the offense... Are they going to kind of rely on their defense a little bit more and be more of a grinded-out offense that hands the ball off? Yeah, I mean, Kevin, if I told you a week ago that you could, the Saints would get rid of Lance Moore, they would get rid of Darren Sproles. They would My get wife rid of- just said, I hope that's not the case. That sounds really boring. And you can have you can she have likes Darren, the greatest you can have, you can have Darren Sproles, Lance Moore, and Zach Streif, or you can have Jarius Bird and Zach Streif. Which one do you take? Isn't it Jarius? Why do you keep calling Jarius? I don't know, because I'm fucking horrible at pronouncing names. Because he's because he's a, a, a white guy in his mid thirties living in Houston. This is Ralph Texas. pulling his Hakeem Hicks. <laughs> They're gonna sign. They're going to sign Bird, and I'm just going to butcher his name. For How me. confusing is life going to be for Ralph if the Saints sign Hakeem Nicks? Dude. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, yeah, yeah. It is it, it is Jarus. It's the I is in front of the R. Jarus. Jarus Bird. Okay. So, Kevin, would you rather have – would you – would you if, – if they sign Jarus Bird, does it make up for all the cuts and stuff that they've done that have angered so – Saints fans so this I'm going to take the completely pussyfoot answer and I'm going to say uh, if he comes in you know the the first interception he gets people are immediately going to start to feel better or the first time you know he blitzes the quarterback and just drives him into getting you know his head taken off by a linebacker or if he gets a sack on a on a quarterback on a blitz you know, when he starts making those big plays, that's when that's when the you'll be able you know, we'll all be able to start to let go a little bit better. Um Let go of what? Every, everything Sproul? Andrew Yeah. I mean everything yeah. Andrew said 
No way. Makes, makes sense. Confirmed? My wife just told me that the Saints have signed Bird. Oh, it's done oh, in the podcast! Never mind. Never mind. She just totally, she just trolled me. Oh, you man. Say, God damn it. Darren, it's a, a darn Schefter strikes again. Yeah, God, my damn. wife just a darn Sheftered me. God damn it. She literally just looked at her phone and totally straight face goes, Andrew, they just signed him. Um, and so I'm like, are you serious? I just relate to you guys. And she's like, no, I'm not serious. And just walked upstairs. She lit. Wow. So, so, so just, just to recap, she did not make Andrew a handmade Valentine's day card. She did not give Andrew candy bars for Valentine's day. And, and she just trolled him during a recording of a very prestigious, important podcast. It is. It is. That sounds like strike one, two and three to me. <laughs> oh, um, Check higher held. <laughs> higher held. Um, Andrew, the the money that players are getting is kind of ridiculous. Malcolm Jenkins got six and a half million dollars a year. You? Uh, yeah, Jesus. Uh, from Philadelphia, don't they? Do they not watch tape? I'm just saying. Like what? Well, like what? You what know, it's they... funny. I, I blasted that move on Twitter, and two Eagles fans sought me out and tweeted back to me. Uh, yeah, I don't care how bad he is. He can't be any worse than Patrick Chung. And I'm like, okay, you have a point. And uh, this other guy was basically like, yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I remember when I did a pregame before the playoffs that they had like the 31st or 32nd worst. Yeah, Chung's bad, but that doesn't mean you, you got to pay six and a half million dollars. Oh, that was a total panic move. Like it was a total just like our DBs are awful. We have the worst pass defense ever. Malcolm Jenkins can't be any worse than what we got. Let's throw him a ton of money. It was a totally desperate move and, and I think a terrible deal. Well, and and the fact that Malcolm Jenkins got that kind of money, I mean, there's just no way I would want the Saints to pay him half that. No, but here's the thing, Andrew, that concerns me because Tink, I see these guards that are like mediocre to a just slightly above average for a football focus getting like five and six million dollars. And yep. I said there's no way Zach Streif is getting over five million. I apologize to you on Twitter today. Yep. So – He's totally getting – I think he's totally getting $6 million a year for like at least two or three years. What do the Saints do if the offensive line market just gets insane? What are, what are their fallbacks? The draft. <laughs> the draft, yeah. I mean, then you got to hope your scouts um, earn their keep. Um, but, yeah, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned. I mean, Brian De La Puente is – being sought out by the Falcons, I think the Bucks and the Giants already. So the, he's gotten some interest. It sounds like the Giants are kind of the one leading candidate. I, I still maintain, I think if, if they're going to keep one of those two, I still think Streif, I mean, he just has so much loyalty to the team in the city. I, I think I think the Saints can get like a semi-hometown discount for him. Um, in other words, I think if some team offers him something insane like $7 million a year and the Saints offered him five, uh, he might stay. Um, but that's starting to get p- pretty pricey for a guy like Streif. I mean, even at $5 million, um, you know, it's when you look at Cam Jordan next year and, um, you know, if they sign Jarris Bird and, and, you know, you're looking at Jimmy Graham. I mean, it's, it starts to add up. But I'll let Mickey Loomis figure that out. If they can keep Streif, that, that, I still think that's critical. Kevin, since we're five, what, however many hours into free agency, uh, 
Streif is a saint in 2014, or De La Puente is a saint in 2014? Streif. Streif. Yeah, well, I'm just, <laughs> just, <laughs> I have no. Hashtag per, higher held. Yeah, yeah. Per per the usual, I have no uh, no inside information on that. This is just my gut. Like, yeah, this is just this is just my gut. Hashtag Yes. Hashtag uh, Andrew. Save the cheerleader. How, <laughs> I know Jonathan Goodwin. You have a relationship with him. You interviewed him on your on your blog, Saints Nation. Go there. It's a really. It's a it really sounds great. so wrong when you say I have a relationship. Well, I mean, with yeah, with yeah you, you, you were setting me up, man. No, I was. Yeah. I was leaning into one. <laughs> We've well, had relations. Go with go go to saintsnation.com. Andrew has a nice interview with him. Um, if this, but he's 35. Andrew, how how comfortable would you be if De La Puente gets six million from the Giants and the Saints sign Goodwin to a two-year deal? How comfortable are you with him at 35 being the center? Very, very. I mean, he's been a starter, 16-game starter, five years in a row, so he's durable. He takes care of his body. Um, you know, he's been the starter, a starting center in the NFC Championship game four out of the last five years. So he's played on some of the best offensive lines, and uh, he's been a key part of that. So, um, Can you please say he has good hands? He has good hands. <laughs> he has good hands. Of course. Um, you know, when uh, Drew Brees uh, puts his hand firmly against his buttocks and <laughs> – Awaits the snap. Uh, you know, it's it's always clean. Um, but no, clean hands I, are good. I, I feel like if if I think uh, Roberto Garza of the Bears just got like 1.5 million, so I think that's kind of the asking price. You know, that that that's probably the range of what Goody would cost. And you know, you look at like a two two year three million dollar deal. Um, that feels pretty good. And look, he's a guy that can start. This year, and you draft a guy, a drag guy that you can groom, and you know that Goody's the type of guy that would bring a youngster up, would show him the ropes, would be a professional, would help him prepare, help him learn how to be a pro, um, you know, and take care of his body the way he does. So, I mean, that, that's the kind of influence you want in the locker room. Um, if, if you're going to have an old veteran and then, you know, maybe draft a guy that you can develop, um, that's a situation I would be totally fine with. In fact, I would prefer that situation, have Goody as, as a year or two stopgap um, with a with a draftee maybe in the third or fourth round that you like. Um, I, I like that situation better than having De La Puente at four or five million. They like Laletto. I mean, they they talk him up a great deal, Andrew. I mean, did you? What do you see from him? Are you Tim Lolito. Lolito, another Lolito, butcher. Dude. Yeah. Um, I I just I mean I only have two games to go off you know and uh, the first one was a epic disaster I mean just just uh, of uh, just a really really disappointing performance the second game against the Falcons was slightly better um, I mean it couldn't have been any, any worse so I mean I I'll give him credit you know I mean it's kind of like Armstead his first game was a disaster and he progressively got better and uh, I thought the same of Lolito but. Um, I, I yeah I mean even if the Saints feel good about him he's at least got to have some competition. I mean I didn't see enough in those two games to give me any sort of confidence that he's long term a solution. Um, the, the 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 Atlanta Falcons today, Aunt Kevin surprised me with giving Tyson Jackson. Uh, $5 million a year from Kansas City. Yeah, what a City. terrible move. What a terrible move. They play in a division 
with the Panthers and the Saints. And they're and, dead and they, Don't you want to sack those guys? And they get a run-stopping defensive end. And the guy from uh, – I don't know how to say his name. He's from the Dolphins. He's got long hair coming out of his helmet. He's a really good defensive but he can't rush the passer. They're like – they've set themselves up to be like a great 1980s defense. Um, <laughs> so, Kevin, how excited are you when the Falcons are 3-7 and seven again next year for Fat Anderson Cooper, a.k.a. Mike Smith, to be on the hot seat? <laughs> Actually, I got to be honest. I'm kind of hoping that they're four and five, uh, you know, that they're middling and meandering because I do not. I want Mike Smith to be on the lukewarm seat. I want Mike Smith to be on the lukewarm seat for the next four or five years. I want him to be the. <laughs> I want him to be the the uh, Andy Reid of of the NFC South. Like just the longest tenured guy who gets who is successful once in a blue moon does just enough to make you to make you think oh oh we need to keep him oh he's gonna they're gonna write the ship no <laughs> like that needs to be the Atlanta Falcons in in you know in in a perfect world that would be the Atlanta Falcons for the next decade well century. Tony Gonzalez kind of screwed them. Well, I, well I, I tell you what, at least until they move into the uh, the Goatsy Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Then they can do anything. Yeah, they, the, Tony Gonzalez made him cut him. He had See, NOLA.com, this is what you get if you hashtag higher held. You get shock site references. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, seriously, I've got a couple of lemon party jokes just waiting to unleash. Exactly. That's what we need. And 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 Kevin will just be all the hate that's like spread around from beat writer to beat writer. Held will be like a black hole and just absorb it all. Right. Like, like hate people will just seek him out and hate him. People that don't even know him will just see a picture of him on Twitter and be like, I hate that fucking guy. I know. If any if if anyone should be lobbying for hashtag higher held, it's Jeff Duncan. Right. I mean, I mean, seriously, I would literally be like like one of those guys that jogs next to the Pope Mobile, and and just it, you know, and Jeff Duncan could you know would be it, it would be in the Pope Mobile. I would be there to protect him. I'm the guy that's just I'll dive in front of things, I'll absorb things, I'll create a diversion so Jeff Duncan can escape. It, that's that's what I do. That's what I do. Sometimes I just say. Sometimes I say stupid shit. Sometimes I put my foot in my mouth. Sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it's not. But I'm here, to, I'm here to have. I'm here to have a good time. Okay, the Saints officially just signed Jairus Bird, and this time it's real. Are you shitting me? Six-year deal. Where is that? The yeah, Saints official Twitter source? account. No. Nope. Look at the Saints official Twitter account. My wife just came down and showed it to me. She's like, "This time it's real." Oh my. She... Jairus Bird is a saint. I can't believe Mickey Loomis did this before the end of our podcast. I know. Way to go, Mickey. Holy shit. I don't Done see... deal. I feel I'm so happy. Welcome to our golf clap. Yep. They got Welcome the... to our newest New Orleans Victor, saint. Him and Mickey Loomis in the office. Yep. Um. Just fucking. My wife's got a little Nostra Juge in her. She knew this was going to happen. Wow. Uh, 
<laughs> I love Mickey Loomis as much as I can love a man that I've never met. Um, and Kevin, we argued last week, me and Dave. Dave was worried about like 2018 and the Saints needed to, 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 to get the cap all cleaned up and, and not, you know, keep Win now. Um, Win now. <laughs> why does why does Jeff why does Mickey Loomis look like he's negotiating a a deal uh for uh for soda sales? <laughs> like 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 uh, like seriously like that that window behind him. I feel like his office is overlooking a uh, <laughs> a, a bromart. And 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 the guy he's talking to, who it turns out is Jarris Bird, is his uh, is his supply guy. Like you know, like I can only fit twelve pallets of the popcorn at a time. I'm trying to tell you, sir, you can't you can't rush this. Or or he's like a vent. Like Jarius Bird looks like he's got Mickey Loomis. Is like, look, I told you we gotta have diet. Coke only in that machine, nothing else, because that's what Sean Payton wants. I, no, no Pip, no Dr Pepper, all Diet Coke, and it's got to be ice cold. I told you. Like, <laughs> so know. how many beers and shots deep is Rob Ryan right now? Uh, actually, I don't know if Rob Ryan knows yet. I'm willing to think that Rob Ryan, I, I'm willing to think that Rob Ryan is probably on a. Uh, on a real life true detective tour, <laughs> being like, he's probably he's probably really trying to find uh, Cor- Corcosa right now. I bet you, I bet you they had like the dinner. They're going somewhere nice, probably like Delmonico's or something for for Bird tonight. And I bet you, just for fun, they probably didn't tell. They're like, oh, okay, Rob, you got to put the full court press on him to get him to sign. That <laughs> Miss May. Yeah. We'll meet you at 11 p.m. at we'll Miss Mays. We'll meet you at 11 at Miss Mays. But, but, I, but seriously, though, I think players, they talk to each other. They probably know. They're probably like, yeah, I want to play for Rob Lyon because he's a cool dude. And, I mean, but, I mean, Andrew, on a scale of one, it's expected, and a 10 of, I, oh, I shit, I can't, I can't believe this just happened. Where does this rank? Uh, you know, a couple off seasons ago, you had asked me, yeah, I had apologized to you and said that I made the fatal mistake of doubting Mickey Loomis. And, uh, I promised you that I would never do it again. Um, so, um, whereas maybe what had happened earlier in this off season, for example, releasing Darren Sproles, um, might have sent me in a sheer panic, um, uh, you know, I, I trusted the process, and you know, obviously, and, and I, I think to my credit, I often I, I say this: <laughs> trust the process. Like you're a fucking method actor. Good. <laughs> my, coach just, my coach just said, "Trust the process." I Look, just I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. It's a Nick Sabanism there. Trust that the is. Um, but I just felt like I wanted to see this through. See what the team was like before I, I made a judgment on how the offseason went. I wasn't going to rush to any judgments based on one player being signed or let go. Um, but this, I mean, he, he, Mickey Loomis has surprised me again. 
I mean, I, I have to say this I did not see coming. I did not believe the Saints no. had the kind of money or really – To sign um, the best safety, maybe arguably the best defensive player out on free agent market. Yeah, I mean, and I would say him. after Greg Hardy got franchised, Bird was the best player on the market. And the same, the they signed him to a six-year deal. Well, hey, yeah. hey, and you know what the great thing about this is? Is now that the now that the handshake's been done and the the pen's been put on the paper, is that uh, Loomis can now uh, can now use his office. He can bring in that guy and sell him those uh, those whitewashed tires he's been meaning to. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jarris Bird can can finally get to work on uh, on fixing those elevators. Yeah, Kevin. you know, Ralph, how much was I bitching at you for the last several years about the Jenkins Harper tandem? You were how, bitching how a lot. How long have I been? You've been screaming at the skies for the, for, for the Saints to come up with anything but that tandem. And they give me in return Bird and Vaccaro. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm on cloud nine right now. So, Kevin, the reason why we always have you on this podcast is because you break down more film than even Juge. Oh, yeah. And, and you – And Murph combined. You know the ins and outs. You know We're, defenses and all that. We're so, talking about WWE Network film, right? Because I totally break that down. Exactly. Hashtag higher health. So, you know, during the off this offseason, we were, we were talking about are the Saints going to try to play a real 3-4 or are they going to continue Rob Ryan's addiction slash uh, love of playing as many safeties as possible? Uh, I think this signing leans that way because I think they're going to keep Raphael Bush – I think Rob Ryan wants all the safeties, Kevin, and we're going to see five, six, seven, maybe even eight on the field at one time. Uh, do you think that's going to happen? To to steal a prop, a uh, a popular nerd uh, colloquialism, all your safeties are belong to us. <laughs> so, and 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 then and then to borrow a for a hashtag from the mighty Wang. Uh, hashtag we make the rules, pal. <laughs> um, that shit ought to be. Tra- Let me tell you, we make the rules, pal. Ought to be trending just a hair above hashtag higher held for tonight. It ought to be. Yeah, if the Pelican House has 136 beers, the Saints carry 136 safeties on a 53-man roster. <laughs> it does. Jarius Bird, fun stats tweeted out by the Saints official Twitter account. 73 games, 256 tackles, 22 picks, 409 interception return yards, 33 passes defended, 11 forced fumble, and 5 forced fumble recoveries. He's like – he's got – Andrew, I don't know what what skill you call it, but safeties like Palomalo in their prime, Sammy Knight, Darren Sharper and all that. He just – wherever the ball is, he's there. I don't know how you quantify it, but he's got it. Yeah, it's it's the ball skills, it's the it's the instincts, um, you know that, and and it's not just being able to read the field and and have those instincts, but it's it's uh, the hands too, you know, the ability to catch the football in traffic, and um, so I, I've watched this guy play, and look, he's kind of tucked away in Buffalo. I mean, no no one really has a chance to see just how good he is because he plays on such a bad team that no one really pays attention to, um, but he. Listen, Saints fans, he is a baller. I mean, he is a really, really quality player, arguably one of the best young safeties, if not the best in the league. Uh, this Kevin, is huge. It's huge. Kevin, how how badly do you think he wanted to get out of Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
bad enough you didn't have time to uh, to dress in a uh, in a nice shirt and slacks to go sign the fucking deal. So, hey, that's fine. I I, I mean, that's great. Like he like he looks like he looks like he would be Rob Ryan's drinking buddy in that attire. Andrew, what? Because because Rob Ryan, he has theme music for every player during meetings, and he gives them an animal name. So, <laughs> so what is Jarius's bird's Jari? The bat? Fuck, Jarius bird. What what? What is his theme music, and uh, what is his animal? Well, I think I feel like he's got to be some exotic bird because his last name is Bird. So, um. You know, maybe the flamingo. Um, <laughs> so I, I could see him being the flamingo. I call him um, the dirty pelican. And then maybe he has some like hot salsa flamingo music. You know, some <laughs> sort of um, Spanish Latin rhythms um, to accompany his flamingo name. That's what I'd go with. Uh, Mucho caliente. Who's here's a fun tweet. Jarius Bird, 22 career interceptions. Malcolm Jenkins, six. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they're the same age, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah they are. well, you know. Alrighty. Uh, I tell you what. Here's, I, you know what? If I was, if I was this fucking guy, I, 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 I would like to hope Mickey. I would like to hope one of the questions in this interview process was, okay, it's the second round of the uh, the playoffs. We're up late. Ninety seconds left. These pricks got to march about the length of the field, and we tell you to cover the one fucking player who has been catching for them and scoring for them all game long. Can you prevent that guy from catching the football? Yes, you're hired. Because <laughs> uh, um, if no, we saw Malcolm Jenkins, the answer would be no. I'm never going to let that go. I'm never going to be able to let that go. Um, I don't see numbers on the deal, but I gotta think it's like uh, fifty-six million. That's what it is. Six I don't years. know. What do you think? I, I, no, maybe what seven million a year, eight million a year. I think it's got to be forty. It might be fifty million. It might be. Um, so Andrew, let's assume that it's between seven and eight million. What what do the Saints? What's realistic for them to do the rest of the way in free agency? Man, I don't know. Uh, I mean, again, with Loomis, uh, anything is possible. Like, look, they haven't even done the – I don't know if you remember last season, but they made about $10 million worth of cap room with restructuring deals. And they haven't even announced any of those yet. So, um, you know, if Loomis gets creative with this this thing again, he's going to find money. You know, he he'll find a way. So – if they find a guy they like, I wouldn't rule out them signing someone else. You know, I mean, they. I'm trying to think of what they did last off season. Did they spend any money besides Keenan Lewis? Was there anyone else they signed to a nice deal? Or, that was kind of it, right? That was kind of it. Well, what was the deal with Victor Butler? It was yeah, like he, he he was he had like a two two year three million dollar deal. I mean, it was okay. cheap cheap cheap. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe this is the one splash they make. You know, and and I mean, I would feel okay with that. I mean the. The main thing right now is I told you I had Calvin Pryor kind of penciled in as my guy at 27. Obviously, he's off the board now with uh, with uh, Bird as the starting free safety. So now I think 
with the first round pick, um, corner is the biggest need for me still. I mean, even with Bird on board, uh, the Saints need someone now. The luxury here is Vaccaro can stay as kind of their nickel guy um, now that they've got Bird and, and Raphael Bush, so that they've got a nice rotation at safety. So, um, wow. I mean, you're talking about the fourth ranked defense in the NFL. The Saints defensively were very strong last year. Except for pretty turnovers. Much, pretty much getting everyone back, uh, except they're adding a playmaker, a ball hawk at safety that will increase those turnover numbers too. Yeah. I, the, the interesting thing is what, what happens when we discussed it before, what happens with the offensive, what happens with the offensive line market? And, and, and the, I think they could still make a move if the wide receiver market collapses which it may very well might where that people just aren't getting offers and there's like a guy out there like eric decker or nicks or edelman or somebody that they can get on like a one-year deal you know like remember last year seattle did it with cliff averill and michael bennett where they Mm -hmm. got them on one-year deals because for whatever reason the defensive line market collapsed and teams just weren't spending money on it so i could see them I could see him doing that, but I really think they're probably going to re-sign one of the two, Street for De La Puente, and then uh, slide in a, uh, another guy down the line. And I think you're right, Andrew. I think I think it's I think it's corner. But Kevin, if they draft another safety, does Twitter break on draft day if they drafted another safety in the first round? <clears throat> Like, had they drafted another safety or if they well, – you, know, like, Twi- like, you know Twitter actually did break today. It did break today. No, like if they draft a kid out of Louisville prior at safety in the first round, like would Twitter break because of that? Well, I mean, I mean wouldn't – I mean, wouldn't that make them loaded at safety? It would It would make them loaded. So, I, so I, I mean, so so let's – I think Ralph is suggesting they have other more pressing needs at this point. Yes. I, oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I And <sighs> – Let's. I mean, God, I could definitely see a lot of overreacting, and and you know, I guess I'd probably, you know, Saints I'd fans probably, overreacting. No, <laughs> I'd probably lean more toward why would they do that? Um, but if you told me that they would get guys that could just you know be on the roster and be competent, but at the same time, you, it's like if you told me we're getting the best set of safeties at the end of this with comp and then everybody else is competent and just does their job. I'd be okay. But, yeah. but if we don't get the, the third safety, which is fine. And we end up getting another guy that's like guaranteed fucking guy. Like he's going to be part of the, the, the fucking picture moving forward. That, that's also great. I mean, Andrew, this defense not because it's it's always fun when you get the shiny new toy. This defense, if they get, if they could just get an average, Nick, another halfway decent corner. This defense can and and it can stay healthy. It it can be fucking ridiculous. I mean, with Jordan and Hicks and Galette. I mean, how what's the ceiling now for this defense? You think? Well, I mean, first of all, you know, guys have to stay healthy, you know, I mean, that, that, that's, you you can't ever assume health. And obviously we saw 
what the Saints looked like without Keenan Lewis for a limited amount of time um, in the playoffs. So guys have to stay healthy. But man, if if the Saints can stay, you know, have reasonable health and kind of have their key guys deep into the season, um, I mean, I'm not ready to call this defense the Seattle Seahawks level good. Uh, but man, um, I mean, certainly we're talking a top three defense. Um, not only in terms of yards, but creating turnovers. And um, it, it's just the, the thing about it, Ralph, is it's just one more element that the quarterback has to think about. You know, the guy is such a ball hawk that all of a sudden you're dropping back to pass. You maybe don't get rid of the ball for a split second more because it's not Malcolm Jenkins back there. It's Jairus Bird. And you're like, OK, if, if, if I don't look him off or I don't do the right thing here, I've got to account for that guy where he's going to, he's going to make a play on the ball and I'm going to turn it over. And that split second is going to give junior Gallette, Cameron Jordan split second, extra get to the quarterback, get a sack, make a play. So it it changes the whole complexion of the defense. I think, I mean, it's not just this free safety spot that's affected now it's the whole unit. Um, And I've long said that Malcolm Jenkins has been a disappointment. This is a huge upgrade for this defense. Huge. And they, um, you know, their schedule next year is easier, I think. I mean, their schedule this year was pretty difficult, Kevin. I mean, next year they get to play the a- the AFC Central, which is kind of – Central? The, a- the North. The North. The the so that's Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Cleveland. Baltimore, Baltimore and Cleveland. I mean, I think all those teams are in decline. Yeah, all winnable. You know, and they get to play Dallas. I mean, their 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 non their other two games is Dallas is always Dallas. They're going to be eight and eight to, for perpetuity. They might even be worse if Tony Romo if his back doesn't heal up. They have to go. San Francisco's tough, but I think their schedule next year is going to be a lot easier. Um, but now we begin uh, the Twitter the Twitter actually questions. wait actually wait, wait I, I'm sorry can I can I do a real quick uh hang on. All right, there we go. Solid. I've been dying to do that for like the last 15 minutes. My wife is nominating a better song. Oh. What is it? The one from Purple Rain? The bird? Well, no. I'm going to – they're just going to stick with that for right I'm now. Just, I'll, well, I'll, I'll fire up some prints later. No, I don't remember. I don't – I'm not a big – I'm not a big Purple Rain guy. That's good though. She's like, listen to it. <laughs> all right. We got we got Twitter questions. And, and for all those people <laughs> that just tweeted what's the word, Kevin just answered it. Yeah. Um, uh, so let me see. Uh, Twitter question. Uh, are you going to wait until the end of the podcast to ask people to donate? Uh, no, actually. Donate so you can have a crystal clear sound of Andrew, of Kevin washing his hands. Go to the pod, pod, podbean, uh, dot chronic podcast and donate <laughs> a dollar, whatever you can. We always appreciate it. Um, so... Kevin, this is from uh, Riker. By the way, uh, good pickup by the Bucks. They signed Alteron uh, Werner. 
Ooh, that is a good pickup for them. God damn it. I hate the, they're they're doing nice things, and I hate the fact that they have a competent coach now with Lovey Smith. It's a good thing they don't have a quarterback still. Um, Reichert Talando tweeted, uh, "Did Kevin, did Mickey offer Bird a night on Bourbon Street with Rob Ryan to seal the deal? Uh, <clears throat> actually, I'd like to think he just offered him some uh, – some uh some some ground up worms. Huh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> or he said, you know what? I'll tell you what we're not, Mr. Bird. We're not Buffalo. Exactly. That's all it's it's like it'd be like, look, just actually, you know what? Wouldn't it be hilarious if Mickey if uh if uh Jarris Bird was like <clears throat> was like, hey, so uh what should I uh wear to this meeting? Eh, wear whatever you feel like. Just let's just keep it very casual. And he shows up like that, and he's like, "All right, let's take a walk outside." You feel that? This is what it's like right now. Sure, it'll get hot in this in this in the spring. Sure, it'll be hot in the summer. That's what air conditioning's for. <laughs> but in the winter, it will not be unbearable. All right, this is a fun question for you, uh, Andrew. It's from Ryan Talent. Um, who has a bigger boner? Rob Ryan or Kenny Vaccaro? <laughs> Man, what a tandem. I mean, what what a just scary scary pair of safeties. And you look at the how you look at how good um the Seahawks were this year. I mean, Earl Thomas and the other guy's name who Cam escapes Chancellor. me. Yes, Chancellor. I mean, just scary pair of safeties in those two. And so maybe the Saints saw something in that. Maybe the Saints felt like Hey, a pair of safeties uh, puts us over the top. I mean, uh, Hittner and, and Eric Reed in San Francisco were a nice pair together. So um, I, I think maybe that this is the wave of the future is kind of getting two really, really strong back end players. Um, but I mean, I, if I have to pick between the two, I think Rob Ryan, just because you know how Rob Ryan's like the mad scientist back there and it just gives him more options, more more things, more toys to play with. So, I mean, I think he's just like, he's like a, a four-year-old on Christmas day. Um, Kevin, actually, I would say more. I actually, for, for, for the question, for the question being asked, I think four-year-old on Christmas day is probably a little bit too tame. I would say he's probably, <laughs> I would say he's probably like a 13 year old who finally figured out how things work down there. <laughs> oh. and, and 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 just discovered his uh his first Victoria's Secret catalog and is like oh, I'm gonna go to bed early son it's 7:40 yeah I'm gonna go to bed early don't mind me I'll be all right Kevin who would win this is from Preston Allen who would win a fight between Bird and Vaccaro I'm gonna say Bird well I'll just I'll just take a guess. Vicaro's got the bum ankle right now, so it's exactly, right now. exactly. So, so, so Bird would probably, uh, Bird would probably key in on that. Ooh, what if we just give him like a tag? What if we give him like a? And of course, this is my wrestling side talking. Here's a tag team name for them: Birds of Prey. Is there some sort of like dirty bird play on words we can incorporate here when we play the Falcons now? Yeah, but yeah. No, 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 Birds of Prey though—they're ball hawks. I like that. Yeah. But I'm saying relevant specific to the Falcons when we play them. Is there some sort of bird reference is, we can make with him now? 
Uh, is Come on, a, Kevin. You're good at coming bird up. Bird hunter. Stuff, you're good at thinking on your feet. He's a bird yeah, well, hunter. Uh, well, I, well, my my inclination is: are is there a bird that preys on a falcon? I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I mean, a falcon is you know pretty up there. So, is there something that kills falcons? <laughs> we need to look this up. Yes, I'm actually googling it right now. Birds. Maybe a flamingo. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. When you said flamingo, I kind of cringe there a little bit. <laughs> uh, one more question from Ryan Talent, and then I got a question for you, Andrew. Agree, disagree. Saints now have players at eight positions that are top five in the NFL. He lists free safety, strong safety, corner, DN, quarterback, right guard, tight end. Free safety, yes, top five. Uh, cornerback, I don't know that I would say Keenan Lewis is a top five cornerback, so no, I don't agree with that. Um, defensive end, Cam Jordan, I don't agree with that. I, well, I mean, he, he's in the conversation, but I think he's probably, I mean, if he's in five, he's like five. I think he's probably closer to six, seven, or eight. Um, Breeze, absolutely. Jari Evans, yes. Jimmy Graham, yes. Um what was the other position? He he listed quarterback. Oh, Vaccaro? No, I don't think he's a top five strong no. safety. Not yet. I, I mean, he could he could be soon. I will um, I will say, and this is speculation, obviously, but Hicks is going to be top five after next year. Wow. I, I bold claim. I think by the time they're both free agents, it's going to be a super heated argument of Jordan or Hicks. Which one do you keep if they can't keep them both? Because I think I think Hicks is going to be that good. Like he's just he's just a freak, and he he is going to make a huge leap uh, coming up. But that's um, my opinion. So we don't. That's all the questions we have for um, for. So thanks everybody, and remember once again donate. So Kevin can wash his hands, and you can hear it in crystal clear sound. Uh, we, our fearless leader, Dave, couldn't join us tonight, probably because he's updating Canal Street Chronicles with the bird signing. Um, hey, so uh, I just I just um, saw the deal, guys. It's the largest contract for a safety um, in NFL history. <laughs> it's a six-year, $54 million deal, $9 million per season, $28 million guaranteed. <laughs> Um, and, um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, it's uh, pretty fucking out there. Yep. You know what? Here's the, here's the thing with Mickey the Loomis is the yellow King. He is. Here's huh? The, here's, huh? Here's the thing with the huh? hashtag higher held hashtag higher held. You know, people give Benson a lot of shit and look, he just, after Katrina, he totally fucked up and he wanted to go to San Antonio and I get that. And if you can't forgive the guy, I get it. But you can't say that the Saints are fucking cheap. They spend a sh- they have since '06. They spend a shit ton of money to get players and keep players. Yeah, I mean, going back to the "We Make the Rules" pal thing that Kevin dropped. Um, you know, this whole talk of the Saints don't have any money. They're not going to sign anyone. You know that that whole refrain. How are they even going to be able to afford Jimmy Graham? Well, they just went out and spent. <laughs> the most money ever on a safety in the history of the league. <laughs> That's what Mickey Loomis thinks about that. Do you think, Kevin, do you think Benson at this point, cause look, he's 
I hope he's. I hope he lives to be a hundred. Um, but he's older. Do you think yeah, he's in the twilight? Point, we can say it. It's safe yeah. to say it. You know. Do you think at this point he's just like because he bought the Pelicans to to sort of build goodwill? Do you think at this point in his life he's like I don't just I want another trophy. I don't give a fuck. It sure feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit. Why not? He, he's probably like, look. He's like, look. I can't. I can't take all this money and shit with me. But God damn it. I can get I can be buried in it with a with another Super Bowl ring. I mean, two rings, one cup. <laughs> um Andrew, now that you've heard the now that you've heard the numbers on the contract, is this bird signing you even more ridiculous? In a good way. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's backloaded and I'm sure a lot of the deals deferred into the future. So it could be not as bad as it looks, you know, at, at first glance. I think a lot of times you look at a deal like this and you're like, oh, my God, it's so much. How can they even afford it? I mean, it may only be worth five or five million in, in, the, in the first year of the deal. So um, I'm sure, like anything else, get the guy in the door, man. You know, and, and if uh, down down the road, if um, he's a big part of the team and they're close to winning and, and they need him to restructure, you know, that that's in the cards. I mean, it's happened with a lot of other guys. Um, some guys like Will Smith and um, Roman Harper have taken straight pay cuts to stay on the team. So um, you get him in the door and I mean, it looks like a lot now, but again, I mean, the first couple of years are probably not that bad for the cap um, and the saints are going to re, re redo breeze next year. Hopefully it's restructure him so that, uh, they get some room there with the cap, but uh, I think it looks bad. I, I think it looks like a lot of money, and, and it's tough to stomach at, at first view. But um, look, I mean, we, we've just said it. The Saints are in win now mode. They they want. I mean, this is the player. This is the type of player they need to get um, to keep them firmly in as a contender. Um, as as the offense is starting to take maybe a little bit of a step back, it sounds to me like the Saints are all in on the defense now. Hey, we're that we're stronger on this side of the ball now with the coach that we have and the talent. Um, so we're going to lean a little bit more heavily on that right now. And look, I mean, I know, like, I know last week Dave was like, Hey, you know, they need to clean the cap because it'll be a mess eventually. And it will be, but Kevin, let's be, we'll worry about that when breeze retires. I mean, it, breeze is going to retire and the odds that the saints are going to transition from breeze to another elite quarterback, like green Bay did and the Colts did. The odds of that are very, very slim. So, yes, in 2019 or 2018, the Saints are probably going to suck and their cap's probably going to be a fucking disaster. But do we really, deep down as fans, give a shit about that? And sh- or, or should we? Is Kevin still with us? He is not. We lost him. We lost Kevin, so... I would like to hear what he would have to say about that, but my opinion would be you. This is the whole point. This is why we root for our teams. It's so that they can be number one at the end of the season. They can host the hoist the trophy and be the champs. So whatever it takes, man. I mean, we've already gone through Bounty Gate and hiring Greg Williams and all the shit that came with came along with them. We already had to suffer through a year without Sean Payton, and that was the price to pay to win a Super Bowl. So allegedly, if, allegedly. allegedly. So, so if the if the next penalty is is cap hell, sign me up. Kevin, should did you hear the question? Should Saints fans care that the Saints are fucking 
mortgaging probably 2018 or 2019 and making it even worse when Breeze goes. Should Saints fans, should we care about that? I, I, I tell you what, uh, yeah, because, because you know, fucking franchise quarterbacks, uh, they, they grow on trees all the fucking time. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean, just look at USC. I mean, they breed franchise quarterbacks, right? <laughs> or, uh, or fuck, you know, I mean, look at the guy, look at the, uh, look at the guy who came out of Mizzou. Both of them. I mean, I mean, look, Chase Daniel is a nice guy, but he ain't going to be, he's, he's not going to be playing fucking football. He's not going to be a starting quarterback. Blaine Gabbard is hashtag not gonna, held. Right. Blaine Gabbard's Blaine Gabbard's ne- likely to never see, uh, the, the football field again, barring barring catastrophe, he's never no team is ever going to say, man, we're desperate. Let's bring in him to start for us. No, let's bring him in to be the second guy. And then and then if something ridiculous happens. Oh, my no, God, we something have to catastrophic happens, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> that's the proper term for that. Right. So that's it. That's it. These these guys are not there all the time. I mean, shit. Nobody's hell. Alex Smith was had to be uh, had to be cajoled uh, and 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 finessed into being into being a a pretty damn good quarterback. It took him a while to get it figured out. All right, I got some more NFL news for you guys. Um, the San Francisco 49ers are trading a conditional draft pick to Miami. For Jonathan Martin. That makes uh, sense. So, uh, I mean, if you thought Martin couldn't handle Richie Incognito, <laughs> how do you think he's going to handle Jim Harbaugh? The thing is, though, I think Jim Harbaugh probably has a good sense of him because he was he had him for three years, I think. So or at least a couple years and recruited him and he's still close to David Shaw. To me, Andrew, that if there's if there's if there's any way that Martin can still play in the NFL, San Francisco's the best spot for him. Mhm. Yeah, that's a good call. You know. I, I completely forgot actually that he played for Harbaugh. So, great. Um, way to way to make me sound like an <laughs> idiot. Thanks. You're welcome. That's I, one of the rare times. It is. It is one of the rare times. Um, I'm going to wrap. The thing is with the Saints in the future, I look at the Drew Brees, Sean Payton era as the best vacation you've ever had in your life. And you're out and you have a chance to party another night or go to another show in Vegas or whatever. And you know that you shouldn't put it on your credit card because it's a bad choice. But you're like, fuck it. I'll worry about it later. And, you know. I want another. I want another Lombardi Trophy, and it's not. It's not my money. So, you know, um, I say go for it. Um, Andrew, did I? I I'm. I'm so. I'm just giddy with the, the bird signing. What's the? Uh, since they've already signed Bird, and that's unbelievable. What's sort of the dream scenario for you? of the Saints the rest of the way in free agency in the draft for the offseason? Well, I'd still like to go in the draft without a need. Um, so that means 
I'd like to retain Streif. I'd like a long-term deal for Jimmy Graham. Um, I'd like now. I, I still think the Saints can get about ten million dollars worth of cap room with restructures of Colston, Bunkley, Grubbs, and and Jari Evans. So I still think they're going to do that. And I still think so. For those of you that are like, oh well, not they've signed Burn. They Burn. They have no cap room. I, I disagree with that. So um, and you know they can still cut Pierre Thomas. They can still you know they'll trade Darren Sproles. So um, they'll 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 be fine. I mean they they can still sign these players and do all this. I think, but. Um, I want to see Streif re-signed. I want to see Jimmy Graham under a long-term deal. At that point, I kind of feel like the serious needs are um, at cornerback. They need a starting corner. Um, I don't think they're going to spend crazy money uh, for their number two corner. So I think they'll maybe get a good value guy. Maybe they take a flyer on a peanut Tillman if, you know, he doesn't get signed right away or um, we'll see. But uh, I, I think they need to get a starting cornerback before the draft. Um, and then, uh, once they've got a corner, I would say the only other position I'd maybe want a veteran in the mix is, uh, you know, maybe Jay Goody at, at center, if they lose to La Puente, um, and then maybe a veteran receiver that doesn't cost too much. Well, they're gonna um, have- if, they, if they can do all those things, then, you know, then they can just go into the draft, um, and, and just draft for depth. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have. I mean they 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 can't sign and pay everybody, so they're gonna have to cut a corner. So Kevin, if one of the of all the positions that the Saints still need to fill, what's the one position where if they go with like a minimum salary guy or a rookie or whatever, you'll be like, oh that's okay. They they can't pay everybody. They gotta t- cut a corner somewhere. Where's a position where you, you'll be okay with them going the minimum route? Um. I suppose right now I'd probably say running back, and 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 maybe that's too maybe that's too chicken shit on my part, considering they're probably going to cut Pierre Thomas. But it's like if they're going to give, if they're essentially going to get rid of Sproles and Pierre, it's obviously the Mark Ingram show. Kyrie so, Robinson era. Okay, it's it's the it's it's the Mark Ingram show with uh, with uh, guest host with musical guest host uh, Kyrie Robinson. Um, so yeah. Then go go the minimal then for for your backups then. Um, after that, I I guess maybe uh, I guess maybe linebacker. I don't know. Yeah, I mean I think I think Andrew's right. I think they're gonna I think they're I think they're either gonna go Goodwin or in house at center because I think Delapuente is gonna get a, I think he's gonna get a deal somewhere. And um, so you're still thinking we keep Streif? I don't know. I think it's less than 50-50 because I just – Andrew, I just see some te- – I mean, look, look, the Raiders, they have $60 million of cap space, and they didn't sign Houston. They didn't sign their tackle, I don't think. They yeah, have well to, here, yeah. They have to if, – if, if the Raiders don't get to the minimum cap, the NFL basically takes the money that it would take – to get to the minimum amount of the cap, and they spread it out over the players of the roster. So if the Raiders don't spend the minimum amount, say they're $10 million less, the NFL takes $10 million and divides it by 53 guys on the roster at the end of the year. So they got to spend. So I just think there's going to be a team out there that's going to have to – literally they're going to have to spend money, and they're going to be like, oh, we need to tackle Zach Street. Here's three Here's three years, $20 million, or two years, $20 14 million and I just think for him at that point it becomes like I want to stay with the Saints but shit that's like 4 million extra I got to I got to go 
Like I, I just think the market's going to – I think – I'm just a little, little bit worried that the market's going to get away from the Saints, Andrew, which I totally thought the last three weeks I was arguing with you back and forth that it wasn't going to happen, but I think it's going to happen now. Well, so. I, I mean, again, Ralph, I think um, the, the fact that they signed Bird today to the contract they signed him to um, speaks volumes about your point in your article, which was if they would have – if they wanted to keep Sproles and Moore, um, they would have. Um, but they decided they wanted a, a guy like Bird instead. So um, if they want to keep Zach Streif, they'll find a way to make it yeah, happen. Yeah, and look, the salary cap is projected to be in 2016. It's projected to be, uh, I think, $153 million. And it's 133 now. So it's projected to go up $10 million each the next two years and it may go up even more depending on when they cross the I's and dot the T's of that new Thursday night football deal with CBS. So the saints very well, Andrew might be like, look in two years out, that cap is going to be 25 million more. You know what bird we're going to have, you're going to have a monstrous cap hit that year. Because we're going to be able to absorb, you know, like it'll be $13 million. You'll be like, you can never pay a safety that much, but, in 2015, 2016, you might be able to pay a, 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 a Pro Bowl safety that much, you know. Um, but this is this will just about wrap it up. Thanks to everyone for the Twitter questions. Uh, remember to donate. We need the money. Kevin needs the money uh, to he, so you can hear him wash his hands. Uh, sorry, Dave couldn't join us. He's busy updating Canal Street Chronicles. Go there, comment. Go to Andrew's site. He's got a great interview with Jonathan Goodwin. Uh, you know, I don't know what else to say. I'm just giddy that the Saints have a – they went from having train wreck at safety to having uh, maybe the best tandem in the NFL. So uh, on that note, uh, Kevin, take us out with uh, the washing of the hands. Hashtag Has- higher help. Hashtag Has- higher help. Hashtag higher help. NOLA.com. You need this man. So for Flaming, Andrew, Kevin, flamingos abound. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Later. Feel better, Ralph. All right. Later, boys. Bye. See it. Yeah. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 